Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by Slenderella here in Austin, Texas. We're super excited about today's episode and I wanted to let you guys know really quickly that we have a new product. It is called Vitamunity Dailies. So we have our dailies products, which are vitamin stacks that we design for specific purposes that you take in a daily pack. So it comes to you, there's little packets uh, already pre-sorted so that you've got the correct serving size of each vitamin we want in the stack for you. Our newest Vitamunity Dailies are a stack for immune boosting and a specifically antiviral supplements. A perfect, obviously, for right now. <laughs> uh, right now when you order online and you stack the Vitamunity Dailies with our Slenderella Bliss, you will get uh, a discount off of your entire order, 20% off, and then 10% of that purchase is also going to ATX Hospitality Fund brought to you by Prep to Your Door, which is made to serve local people who are having issues during this time of high unemployment and disease. So if you can, help defend yourself, support a good cause, and feel better soon. Uh, your hosts for this podcast, of course, are always Nurse Doza and Baldo at Tex-Mex Yogi. And before I introduce our guest, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Today's How Do You Health podcast guest is guest <laughs> is Kelly Grasden. She is at Kelly G Fit on Instagram and she's a personal trainer who's a good friend of the company and we're super excited to have her on. I know you guys are going to love this conversation. So without further ado, here is Kelly G Fit on the How Do You Health podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, this is episode, I think it's like 110 or something like that. So yeah. I'm super excited. Uh, we are going to be talking with 
Kelly Grasden, Kelly G Feet, <laughs> Kelly G Fit Kelly on G Instagram, Feet. and uh, we'll we'll talk more about that. She's a personal trainer. Um, she's a great friend. We've had many great conversations, you and I. Absolutely. And about all things life, yeah. health, relationships. Uh, the best conversation. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I love it. Um, so good times, and of course we always have nurse doses. So we're gonna be talking some vitamins and health as well too. So. Um, I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, and let's get this party started. This is an impromptu podcast that we have with Kelly. We actually forced her into it. <laughs> we forced, IV. We forced her. It's like you're getting We bribed IV. her. Yeah, we bribed her with an IV <laughs> and loaded her up full of vitamins. That's how we get people to like, hang out with us. Uh, Kelly has been coming to hang out with us, I guess, for what? Oh, three, four, five, six months? Yeah. Something like it's that? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, and so we've gotten to know her, and she's uh, a big health enthusiast like we are, and she's doing good work here in Austin, and you're, you have a lot of different roles. You're a personal trainer. Yeah. You're like a wellness, wellness expert, because I think you tend to help people get healthier, and so people come you to you. Yeah, people come to you and want to want to say, how do I how do I get fit? How do I do the Kelly G Fitness? How do I do? How do I how do I be a badass? How do I you know take care of myself? And the crazy thing is, like we had this conversation earlier, and I'm just gonna kind of spill it. So we talked, and you were like, hey, you know, I feel uh, I feel like I you know I'm trying to work on myself too, yeah. right? And it's it's interesting because you were almost kind of surprised that my response was like, yeah, everyone is, like you know, everyone's in the same boat as you are. Totally. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, too, right? Because my job is telling people how to take care of themselves. But I feel absolutely ridiculous when I realize I'm not taking care of myself. Um, and it's like sometimes you just need somebody who's just kind of like, hey, bring it back. Reel it yeah. back in. You know? Yeah. Like, and you're not the only person who feels that way, even though my job is to help other people, like, assess themselves and be self-aware and know how they're moving, what they're thinking, what they're eating. Like... I very much so focus on other people so much that I neglect myself. And it's yeah. weirdly easy to do. Oh. we get consumed by social media and work and friends and all the other things. So, yeah. I know. I joke around. I say I basically do fasting because, like, I forget to eat. Like, I do intermittent I fasting. I mean, that's what yeah. – th I'm like, I guess you can call it intermittent fasting. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's more like stress. Well, <laughs> I, I, s I keep saying it. I'm like, it's like a borderline eating disorder, I swear to God. Just because you're like, I have an excuse to, like, not eat now because, like, I'm so busy throughout the day. Because, like, we talked about it, It's like you have to schedule, like, ten minutes to eat. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't need, like – it's kind of weird. Because you know how people will say, like, let's go grab coffee? Like, that's very – like, that's an hour long if you're talking with someone. Right, and yeah. sitting down and getting to know them. But if you were to say, hey, let's go grab an hour lunch together, a lot of people are like, damn, like a, like you're going to sit there that for like, like a... feels like a bigger commitment. Yeah, right? like a whole hour, like what, we're going to talk the whole time, right? But we're only going to eat for like 10 minutes, right? You know, so like it's kind of weird because it's not food as that we're centered around. It's more the idea that we want to just connect with the other person. Right. It's happened to be, be that a lot of people will do it over a meal. Honestly, so on that note, that's actually one thing that's a huge part of my life is that... Uh, especially in the health and fitness world, is that I don't go out to eat. And if I do, the only time I allow myself to go out to eat, for the most part, is like once or twice a week, and it has to be with somebody. So, like, I don't – if I'm going to eat food, like, food is just food. I have food at home. But if I'm going to – and I see it, I saw it initially as, like, a budgeting thing, but then I saw it more as, like, a health thing. So, like, if I'm going to go spend X amount of money, I need to do it and create an experience out of it. 
right? So yeah. like if I go out to eat, I don't go out to eat by myself. Like maybe I'll do fast food every like every once in a while, once a week max. But if I go out to eat, I have to invite somebody because to me it's like it's the experience, it's the communication, it's the actual relationship that I'm evolving in that moment. And the food tastes good, so it's like the yeah. food tastes better with a good company. So you would have, you'd have probably had an interesting take on our uh, lunch and learn talk we had this week. It was on dating and the conscious swiping area, or the conscious, conscious dating, dating and, and the, the swiping, swiping area. area. That's oh what it really? was. Our friend Elsa, that you uh. probably know, Elsa, was talking about it, and I'm married, so I don't know what it's like to date in this area. God, it's right? awful. Yeah, and it's so, so bad. But it was, it was interesting <laughs> because she was talking about uh, ghosting. Yeah. And it was funny because she almost had to come out and say, like, when you break up with someone, have the decency to, like, call them. Yeah. Don't just send a text, you know, like, with some people, like, we're ghosting so much easier. And I kind of laughed about it because I was thinking, like, you damn millennials, like, you just, you know, don't have the, the decency to just, well, like, Well, the thing about it is that there's always, there's this big, uh, I guess, culture of, like, finding the easy way out. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. see, I was thinking that, and then I talked to an older lady and I say older than me, and she's like, oh, I've been ghosted tons of times. <laughs> and she knew with that because I was like, you know what ghosting me? She goes, yeah. She goes, some dude did it to me like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh. And I said, you're, you know, she was probably another 50. And so even then, like, people were st- – so I was like, it's not an age thing. It's just like well, a it's civilization. It's a new term. It's a cultural thing. It's a new term. But it's a cultural thing. But it's definitely a cultural thing. I right, mean, because it, the whole idea is like, oh, he didn't call last week or whatever. He, I got stood up. I mean, back in the day, it used to be like she didn't answer my phone call. Yeah, right exactly. Like texting. we didn't have text or we didn't, didn't, have didn't show so up. Didn't show up to the show restaurant, up and I never heard from that person again. Well, so I mean, it's not like it's just now that it's it happens at such a large scale, right? Because you're trying because you post because about it. <laughs> well, you're posting about it, but you're also probably having like three or four or five or maybe even up to ten people that you're communicating back and forth with to potentially date. Oh God, it's so gross. And then if you and and the whole concept was like like you know s- with uh, Tinder and like. Um, bumble and all that like you're really liking like i don't know how many people i've never really used it i get you know so i don't know i i go like a week at a time and then i'm like i can't this is overwhelming and then you just can't get caught in this deep dark vicious cycle of like well i mean but maybe there's something that's better so you just keep looking and that's also why i don't so, like it so explain it to me i because i don't know these apps i've never used them or whatever so like all right so bumble is that I used Bumble once, and uh, you know, I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so what, no what happens? It with just Bumble? feels like, like what I, I'm kind of clueless. I don't know what it goes. So there's on. a picture that comes out, yeah, of a person, and then you can swipe up and down to see more pictures of this person, okay. and maybe like some comments, right? Yeah, like, a like, like, oh, like this is me like doing whatever. Like this is me being fun or whatever. And then you'll like, if you like this person and are interested, you swipe right. Yeah, and if you don't want to, then you then swipe, you swipe left. them left. And that means that you do like this person or you don't like this person. And if they also happen to swipe that they liked you, then there's like, hey, let's talk. Bumble, the whole point of Bumble is that the female has to reach out to the male first. first. Which, I mean, in like, you know, gay relationships, it's, I think it's, it's a little bit different, right? But like, if, like, in this context, it's <laughs> the opportunity for a female to approach a male as opposed to a male approach to yeah. female because it, you know and I've seen people with these apps too especially the difference between a male and a female sometimes sometimes not everybody using that app 
is that you'll watch a man not even look at his screen and go, right, 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 just to hope that maybe he gets something <laughs> that looks good, versus a girl's, like, examining every detail of every picture. Well, hold on, That's interesting. that girl? I never thought about that, it's right? So Playing the odds, right? Yes, <laughs> it's all a game. I'm telling you, and I've seen that. I was like, this is gross. That's awesome. Well, that's funny, because the one time I used it, it was my friend uh, Jackie. She's like, you need to get on this. Like, I'll help you make your own profile, because I was like, I opened it and I was like, "This is too many questions." She's like, "I'll just do it for you because I, I know you because she knows me really yeah. well." So she was doing it, and then, uh, and then she gave Mark me the thing, and I was like, "And I was being that. I was being like, well, if I'm like, if if I have a, I don't know, like, because I, I remember asking her like, how many people do you think are on there?" I was like, "I don't know, millions." So I was like, "Oh, well, then I can be very, very picky." That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "No, like, you know, you know, I have a list like, of like a oh, hundred things that I want a big in a woman." Fan. I don't like it. <laughs> and so then. <laughs> So then she was like, but you just didn't like enough people. That's probably why you haven't gotten a hit. Like, this is like two weeks afterwards. I also hadn't opened the d- app since. So you have since to go in there and like people. The app. You have to, yeah, you have to <laughs> use match. the app. So you but have you to would scroll. Have, I would have imagined that because we still had liked, like, I don't know, maybe 20 people during that one hour that we h- were having lunch with. I still didn't open the app, but I would have imagined that when I finally opened the app, I would have gotten a like or not. Or maybe not. I don't yeah, know. I think I you don't only know have like 48 hours to respond to. So if, say, within that. If you didn't open it after that, say somebody did match with you and then you didn't respond afterwards, that connection disappears. Oh, well. So it's also like it kind of <laughs> so puts like a time span <laughs> on you. <laughs> There's also Hinge, which is, so it's like the evolution of these dating apps has been like Plenty of Fish, which wasn't even an app. Uh, then they've had like Tinder, which just turned into like a more sex-based app. Then there was Bumble, which is like, no, now the woman has the right yeah, to pick. And yeah. then now it's Hinge, which... Um, Hinge is the exact same thing. They're just trump. They're just squishing each other, and like now this is the new one. And so Hinge is there's a little more like questionnaires. It's kind of like you know you'd like me if you're into potatoes. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know something hmm. stupid. So like this one has like so a it's like more the new bar. Fun it's like yeah. the new bar in town. That's right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. <laughs> the only difference is I Interesting. hate. Okay. I hate Hinge because rather than just swiping, you can go and just like a picture or like a comment that somebody said and then with that like it initiates the other person has to talk so like you can either send somebody a message or a comment regarding like a picture be like oh i see you like this team i'm a big fan too or you can just like something and then that person has the choice to respond to your like which to me i'm like you're so lazy yeah. like don't just so like what's a frustrating picture. to me about that is just like i can just go to the grocery store and talk to someone like you know that's exactly i'd rather be <laughs> organic that's like for sure. as, as opposed to like waiting to see if someone's gonna like i'm so superficial on that app i'm like listen hmm. i'm like okay how hot are you in these four pictures nope i think one of those pictures doesn't look hot enough ah there's a girl like a baby in this picture i don't even want to know if it's your kid or not it's like skip yeah but like i just like you well know, she was she, so the other thing that also was commenting is but she's because she's a dating coach she also helps people make profiles to get better results off of those dating apps oh so i imagine that there's a whole strategy right it's like a video game i would imagine of like she's like no don't use that picture oh, i, I don't know like how it like goes i didn't ask her but i would imagine that, that she probably the yeah. dating companies like they make you the, the vhs tape or whatever back in like the 80s where you like you would submit i mean that's that's essentially what yeah, it's like the, nowadays, right? the love connection the love connection <laughs> 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 it still works it still 
holds true. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's searching, and, and the truth is, it's really hard to go up to someone and just say, "Hey, I, you know, I'm so and so." Baldo does it. I mean, but not everyone's Baldo, right? But listen, I'll go to, I'll go up and write my number on a piece of paper and hand it to a guy at the gym and find out he's in, he's married, and then be like, "Never mind, I'll take my number back." You write, you write your number. I did down. that. I did no, that. I went to a gym uh, that wasn't mine, and I was like, "This guy's hot," and I kept trying to find reasons to like engage with him. Be like, "How do you adjust this?" thing <laughs> like I was finding reasons to talk to him and then by the end of it I look at my friend I was like should I give him my number I was like should I do it old school and just like write it on a paper and just like hand it to him <laughs> and I did he was thank you so much he's like I do want to let you know I'm married and I was like well I'm just gonna take that right back and then just never come back to this wow. gym ever again that's funny but it's that's like cool. you know like but that's the thing is that it's you gotta take the risk and you don't know it's like people are different on the internet I mean the amount of times I've been catfished or like seeing people what is catfish i've never oh, heard yeah. that term oh wait, catfish oh wait look, hold on you i think i got this one. i think you? i got this one catfish is like it's a fake persona right yes so it was like a picture of a fake person and then it was an actual different person behind it posing as this yes it can also person. be that or it can be like okay maybe you've seen it with like parents or like your aunts and uncles, they use pictures from like 20 years ago. Oh yeah. And, or you know, like just really outdated pictures. So then you see them in person, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but see, that's okay. So I think that's you, a that's that's thing so you had well. this done to you? Yeah, where it's like you'll see somebody who looks, you know, fit or lean or like, like they have a lot of hair in the picture. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you my see them in person, you're like, wait, what's, what's going on? I have four sisters, and they've all. I don't know if it's. They probably just asked me at the same time, but they've all asked me like about what I thought about dating apps and like me being the protective brother, sort of. I'm not really protective. Actually, I always say like they should get laid more. <laughs> oh God! But uh, but, uh, <laughs> but for weird. me, but for me, I, I my answer to them was like, well, I just feel like if these guys don't have the balls to come talk to you in person, then they're probably not good enough. Like that's what I told them. I mean, that's I mean that's valid. Like I so for me, like I um, automatically tell people I'm not a big texture. I'm a phone call person. I very much so want to, like, try and meet this person as soon as I can because the small talk over messaging gets old. Like, there's only so much connection you can have over messaging, and if somebody's not trying to initiate meetings sooner, then I don't want to do it. I will not meet people over drinks. I just don't. I'm not a big drinker anyway, so why am I going to act like I am just to meet somebody? Sure. So, like, I have to be, like, with me in these dating apps, like, I'm trying to be very true to myself, which is why I don't do them very much because the initiation process is too slow it feels really superficial and so i i just would rather there be an, a situation in which you can see this person in real life faster and i used to work at a company full of all girls and i work in a gym full of the same people all the time so like i don't really get a lot of exposure to other people unless somebody's randomly going to talk to me at the grocery store or randomly well, what happened if a ra guy randomly gives him gives you his number I would. I, that was literally the guy I dated last. <laughs> like he was at the baggage claim at the airport. Like, he went up to just said, "Here." Yeah. He's like, me. "Can I get your number?" He's like, "I think like we had small talk for all of four minutes, and then about my dog and like baggage claim line taking too long." He's like, "This is very bold, but can I ask you for your number? I'd like to just like." But he got your time. number. He didn't give. He didn't give you his number. I don't remember. It was one of the two. Because I would say that'd be bold if he's like, "Here's my number." <laughs> And then that, and then he got you as his girlfriend. Basically, is like, yeah, I just gave her my number. I mean, I guess I don't really pay attention to that much, but like, yeah. Well, it's bold for you to like just give anyone your number, right? Like, yeah. basically, like, get them asking for it, or not. But yeah. you did that. You did it for in the gym. Yeah, I was like, man, I said too. I was like, 
this is at your discretion. You're welcome to do. Do people do want. handles now? Like, here's my here's my Instagram handle. <laughs> at Kelly G Fit. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> here's and my I'm Instagram like, If you're handle. wondering what I look like again, here you go. You can look it up on Instagram. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> I mean, I started putting that do. on my business card. Like, yeah. it's like. Makes yogi, yeah. We should stop giving numbers and start giving Instagram handles. Well, yeah. people, I've heard a lot like more this. about me on this than by calling me because I probably won't ask. Well, I've noticed my phone's that always networking. on silent. So well, I've, I've just noticed that with networking, though, it's instead of the business cards, like what's your handle? Because it's almost a different line of work. Because if you're in, if you're in marketing, it's or, what's your LinkedIn, sales, right? Like that's yeah, like can, like <laughs> yeah. what is? How can I find you and see like all about you without having to like take this card that I'm going to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's essentially like he said when he was doing Cutco, he didn't even have a business card because when yeah. we first started, it, I yeah, was like, "You're going not door to door." Yeah, well, no, not even this. This, <laughs> is, no, this no. is what he said. I said, "Okay, so when you he gave out tons of cards. In fact, he told me he's like, for every hundred business cards I give out, I get no. One these are flyers. Flyers. Right? flyers. Every hundred flyers I pass out, I get one callback. Okay. Okay, so I'm thinking like this guy always has papers, flyers, yeah. you know, whatever. He's like, well, I don't have business cards. I haven't had business cards in seven years. I said, well, how do you actually like get a hold of clients? And he said, well, here's what I do. I take their phone. I said, give me your phone. I'll give you my number. And I put in knife Baldo. Guy, ba- knife, the knife Guy Baldo. Knife Guy Baldo. So when they scroll through and they're thinking like, oh, I need to call that Knives guy. What was his name again? What was the, oh, Knives. Knives but Guy Baldo. That's him. Yeah, I do that. I do that to other people's phones too. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like I've been doing I'll, that I'll, for like I'll put whatever years place now. that I met that person at. If like if I met them hypothetically at like a bar or if I met them through a friend, I'll put in Kelly, this person's friend. Like right? So it's like just if you forget my name, just look up your friend and it'll come up. So there's like the association with it. It yeah. makes sense. Well, what was it? I think there was that one time this guy was like, "Hey, let me go to your LinkedIn." And I was like, "I don't I don't know. Like it's my name like it's whatever he's like well how can i like well, can I, I was like just give me your damn phone and i put my number in his phone and he kind of looked at me like oh my god that's right that's how we used to do things like you know how we used to connect i'm like yeah and if you want call me like you, anytime yeah. you want like you just well, I like talk, how rowdy does me. it rowdy uh puts his number on both his phone and then on your phone and then he takes a picture with you yeah i've seen that too yeah, yeah. and then and then they yeah because one guy did that too so i take a, a selfie with everyone and then it uploads to your image yeah and then that way i know exactly who it is when you're calling so i'll remember because it goes back I to the like, idea oh, of easy. how do you remember <laughs> people right because some people say i'm horrible with names um i'm like oh i used to do this trick like three times i'd say their name yeah. three times like automatically like three times three times over three times over but then what i've noticed what works for me is when I say their name again, like a few minutes later, on my own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that was Bald. Oh, that was Kelly. Yeah. yeah right. That's and been working for me. And now. if I say their name out loud to them again, it almost reinforces something in my brain that says, "There's the connection." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's I like whenever they come in here that. and they'll say their name is like Charles. It's like, all right, cool. Like that's awesome. Like nice to meet you, Charles. And it was like, hey, Charles, did you want a drink? It was like, hey, Charles, like, did you want to add like this? cheer drink and it's like I try to just re- at least I that noticed first day you did that to me when I first came in here you said my name so many times <laughs> and then I was so nervous to pronounce your first name yeah <laughs> and then I was like do I say Baldo do I say Baldo do she's I say got a pretty because she was she grew like, up in El Paso she's got a good oh, that's why. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I say Baldomero like I was like how do I say it what is he used to I was like I'm scared it was, it was like, so Baldomero. weird I so, <laughs> <laughs> so I like the way you say it. It's very, it's it's nice. Uh, there's uh, there's been times when we were first started off. <laughs> with the whole 
business card thing, right? Like, it took us forever to finally get him business cards. And when we finally got business cards, he would forget them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, so so when we were out doing events, I'm like, where are your business cards? He's like, oh, you know, like, God damn. Well, this lady, like, wants to talk to you about this, whatever. You know? And so and so they would go in, <laughs> they'd go in there and, and they'd talk to him. And they're like, what's your name? And because he'd always say Baldo. And so they would it was weird because you could almost see they couldn't get past what their his like they'd have a whole conversation but they could not get past trying to figure out what his name was because this is what always happened baldo what does that stand for or is that short for something he goes baldomero and he says it like with he rolls the r and everything and you can see all of them like oh (laughs) it's almost like you can see the women almost like sit up right and they're like "Mm, baldomero i like that they're like what is that stand for or like what is that you know like yeah and then they're like well why did you say that to begin with right you know and so then they remember it (laughs) but it's funny because they'll always repeat it whenever he's bald the metal they'll go bald the metal like they always say like that too and he gets in the same you you emphasize that hell yeah hell yeah i do that's my name right there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, so I, I thought that was always hilarious right there. But you, you got a pretty good laugh. El Mero Mero. Baldo Mero. El Mero Mero. <laughs> so. It's, I mean, and it's, <laughs> God, and white people aren't used to, like, the, the change of the way, like, the B sounds. It's like, because it's more of like baldo. a B sound. Ba- baldo. Yeah. As opposed well, to, like, a baldo. Yeah. You know, it's a baldo. Baldo. Yeah. Like, uh, my, my wife will always. She'll kind of say certain things certain ways. She's like, well, don't you say it this way? Why do you say it this way? And she'll say it very, like, non – doesn't have an accent, doesn't say anything to it. And it's kind of weird because she's asking me, and when I speak Spanish, I'll have a Texas accent. When he speaks Spanish, he has an actual, like, Mexican accent. So you could tell a difference between the way, you, like, it comes across. And you can only pick up certain accents if somebody's been around other people speaking the right way. So when you said that, he goes, oh, well, she's from El Paso. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because yeah. <laughs> when I visit him in El Paso, first of all, it's great food. Second, um, yes, it is. It's totally nice. different people. Like the yes. way, it, like looks like. There was people who looked just like you. No, there's not. Yes, I swear <laughs> to God. But Very they spoke minimally. Spanish. Yes. Like yes. the most beautiful Spanish in the world. And so Balo took me to. I, I'm gonna try to remember this. Carnitas Tacareño. Oh. Querétaro. Querétaro. Yes. That place is so awesome. Man. Yeah, I had him take me there every day I visit. I was like, we're going back for dinner. We're going back for lunch, everything. It was, cr- it was crazy because when I was sitting there, I was looking up at everyone, and I would see, like, all these blondes. And I was like, and they would speak Spanish. I'm like, where are they from? They're like, We well, were in West. Or yeah. In West yeah, that, I was well, like, that's where that is. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, well, The it's West side <laughs> is the white side. Yeah, like <laughs> but you have a culture of the New are. Mexico. You have some Texan, and you have, like, Mexican right there as well. Yeah, and everybody speaks Spanish. And so I had to learn Spanish. Like, I learned it. And it was funny when I moved here. I had the weirdest accent. Nobody knew what to do. knew what to do with it, because when like I didn't know I had an accent. I didn't know I had one until people started calling me out on words I said weird. I was like, "Can you hand me that?" And they were like, "What?" I was like, "Like, can you hand me that cup?" And the way I wasn't saying hand. Can you hand me that cup? Oh. I was like, "Can you hand me that?" It's uh, like I say. That's what I say. No, that's that's my pen. problem. It's like, oh, I like your pants. Like, uh, and people were like, "What? You mean my pants?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, your pants." So I lived in Bogota for one summer, and it was <laughs> funny because my friend was there, and he came to the friend. I made a really good friend down in Bogota, and then when I moved back home, he came and visited me, and we were talking. And it was funny because he he asked like something about like jumbo shrimp, and he was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, jumbo shrimp," and I was like. 
how would I even explain this? Like, <laughs> it's kind of an oxymoron. It is. It? And and it, I, that's why I said it's, it's an oxymoron. And he looked at me and was like, well, what's an oxymoron? And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, we had to yeah, it so, real big. So it was funny because I was like, I get it now. So when he would, because his deal was like, I want you to speak Spanish to me. I'm only speak English to you. So there was the translation gap. And so I would say things like, go down the street and turn right. And he would be like, you go down, like underneath the street? And I was like, no, like you go down. Oh, so you're going to go straight <laughs> yeah. and then turn right. English is confusing. Yeah. Well, he thought it was too. And I was like, no, it's like, it's pretty easy. You just put like S's on everything. Like it's, that's it. I mean, but he's like, yeah, but I said with Spanish, it's like masculine and feminine. It's just yes. that English doesn't really, well, has a, the rules are all over the place. Yeah. Like. Most other languages are very specific rules to that language, and I think that we're English lazy here. We just kind of wing it. Eng- English <laughs> adopts rules from every language, and so it just makes it like you can't stick to one rule. Is you know like it, because uh, then you're going to German, and then you go into Latin, and then you go into some fucking stupid. I don't know. German is yeah. a derivative. It's yeah, Anglo-Saxon, right? Like. Oh, are you talking about for English, or are you yeah. talking about Spanish? No. Oh, it's like Dan didn't know it was Latin-based. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, I, I figure I, with some of the Latin deals, like, I've kind of picked up a little bit on Italian and a little bit of French just because it's, like, all similar. Yeah. But, like, I can't understand Portuguese. Like, it's very hard for me to understand Portuguese. Well, I thought I was going to have the same problem, but when I was in Portugal, it was fine. It was, like, uh, I, I get it. It was it was pretty easy, actually. It's yeah. If they spoke slower, sl- slowly. But they have different words, right, for, for certain things. Like, how what's, what's the major difference? Sentence structure. No, the words are pretty much the same too. I mean, there are different some accent. different words, but they're still gonna be. Uh, it's all Latin based. It's anyway. still Latin based. Yeah, I think that you can get away with a lot with Spanish and English. It's fascinating to me the way just language communication like can change so much about a dynamic of a relationship, right? So like, we associate French as being like sexy. Right or Spanish, depending on like the like Some those are like do. sexier right? <laughs> versus like German can be like a more aggressive. Russian could be more aggressive. Like my last name's technically Ukrainian. It's Russian. It's it's Krasnyan, and so like it's the like the the flimminess yeah. of something can make it like a little more like aggressive. I felt like I had a weird association with my grandpa as a child because he was a big Russian man and like a lot of what he said felt so assertive and like aggressive but because his first language was one of his first languages was like Russian and so the way we communicate and it, it I mean it wasn't his intention to be aggressive but it was just like the language of which he knew was not soft and nurturing yeah I think German's a very aggressive language for sure yeah yeah but it's like just that can like set a bit of a, like a, a tone for like a person too yeah and I you have to be like mindful of that right yeah it's kind of interesting you say that because in like this, th- I guess the Hispanic Mexican culture, the the people who are actually more affectionate are usually the females. Of course, yeah. Right, and the males aren't really that affectionate. It's kind of weird. They'll tell you like "I love you, mijo" or something like that, but they really won't. They won't hug you. Right, like they don't. They're not affectionate. Like right, but they'll just say like they right because like the moms are the ones that are going to give you the hugs and cook for you and do all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. The guys are pretty much like get off your butt and go get some work done very much conditioned yes. yeah i mean it was different for me my all my it was like a thing to go hug and kiss everyone on the cheek 
Oh yeah, in El Paso, like the the kissing on the cheek was very normalized. But, you know, but whether was very it be a female or, or, or male, well, maybe not friends, but definitely family, mm-hmm. but yeah. not friends. What do you mean? Like greeting people, like my fam, like my uncles, I would give them a kiss and tell them I love you. That was that was normal, but not with friends, not with girlfriends. And girlfriends, female it's friends, very, I should very say. Normal. It's like a kiss and a hug. I think guys, it was like the whole like still a hug, but it was like definitely not a kiss on the cheek. You know, I when we went because you asked where we went to school, we went to St. Mary's in, in San Antonio. Um, there's a lot of international flair down yeah. there, and so it was cool. Fresas. So it was fresas, right? And so, oh, so it was badass. So I was like, I remember when Bald and I were hanging out. Sometimes it was different worlds, right? We came from, and because uh, I was always dressed up. Yeah, too. he was always dressed up, and you know, very you nice. And I'm like the flip flops in college, you know, whatever backwards hat, and like all the girls he hung out with, they all kissed each other, like to say hello and then they'd kiss the guys hello to do it like this and i was like oh and so i started coming back to austin just <laughs> doing that and people were looking at me like what the hell and then they're like where'd you get that from I'm like i don't know like that's what how people say hello in san antonio i guess or something like that and i was like i can get used to this like that's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's so much more intimate it's so much more loving i i've taken a huge approach to like just willingly like holding somebody a little bit longer like when i hug them because I'm like, I love it. It's such like a warm, nurturing feeling. And yeah. in El Paso, I did. I, it felt really uncomfortable when I first started first, like doing yeah. the, the the side kiss cheek thing. But then I was like, then it became so normalized. And then when I came here to Austin, where nobody did it, I was like, yeah, do I weird. have to go into this awkward side hug thing again? Like, how do we, how do we greet each other? So one of the things that I've noticed, <laughs> you mentioned the hugs, like, in the past couple years. I have a lot of friends that <laughs> and friendships I've developed that are the way we say hello is like deep hugs. Yes, isn't it and the best though? It, it feels like that best. relationship's so much more. It's real. really cool because I know two guys in particular. Like he's mentioned Rowdy, and uh, he's a big hugger. And and another one is Tall from Tall Cole, uh, good friends of ours too. And they give like those long deep hugs that are like the bear hugs. Like they just wrap you and they just hold you. Well, Rowdy gives a hug where your heartbeat synchronizes, correct? Yes. And so, so tell me about like, that. Yeah, because so thirty a lot seconds, of people, I think. Yeah. So the the left on left. Yeah, right, always. Right, and then you can feel it, and the breathing has to come in place. And so when you start like feeding off each other like this, it's like one heartbeat almost. And it's cool because it's like an energy is being reciprocated back and forth through your force field, and there's so many times throughout the day that we we don't touch anyone. We yeah. don't come in contact with one another. If we're on our computers and we're working, we're not actually talking to someone face-to-face. You mentioned the whole lunch thing. Like, see, this is this is little things in your health that most people do not realize. That, like me, I need I need personal touch. I just Like, I have to be t- – and I, I've had this conversation with, <laughs> with Merrick ever since the very beginning, you know, and I was like, I'm the type of person that needs to be hugged, and I need to, I need to f- like, hold hands sometimes, and, like, I love hugs. I think hugs are the best thing in the world because it's your one chance to like say like all my attention is on you right now and I want to give you what I'm feeling internally right whether that's good energy or bad energy because if you have bad energy someone like Rowdy will say hey let me give you some good energy come here let's sync up real quick you feel that and all and it's weird because then it's like almost like oh and I'm saying this as I'm looking up at the heart right now it's because like just being around others gives us a, a certain kind of energy because we feed off one another. We're all we are is energy, right, and vibration. And so, when you have 
good energy around you, you thrive. It's like plants, right? When yeah. you talk to a plant, it grows healthier. If you talk negative to a plant, that plant's going to die. Yeah. So imagine all the negative thoughts that go through our, our heads every day. And what our body and and when yeah, which are toxic, and our bodies are just responding to that. Okay, it says, hey, I'm not good enough. I'm imposter, or like, I'm not doing this right. Blah blah blah. I'm too fat, or like, oh, I'm not healthy enough, or you know, yeah. And 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 your body just says, okay, that's how you feel. We accept it. Yeah, I mean, your brain is telling your body what to do. Your body. I had one of the. I went to. I was going to a wellness clinic for a little bit. Met with an acupuncturist, and she had to sit me down, look me, and said. Your body and your brain are not the same. Stop treating them as if they're the same. She's like, you have a dog? Yes? Okay, cool. Do you ever not feed your dog? Do you ever just like, I have whatever, just won't feed it today? Or like, just not give your dog like fresh water? I was like, no. She goes, okay, cool. Why do you do that to your body? Because your dog's going to be around a fraction of the time that you're here. So you treat your dog better than you treat your body. Yeah. That like, Your body is your other pet. Like, you need to nurture it. And... You know, it's, it's so easy for us to neglect the body because we're like, well, my brain is doing all the thinking. But she said, if, if I could put a gun to your head right now, what would your body do? You would probably piss yourself. You'd sweat. She said, you'd shake. You'd, you know, like who knows? Like your body would just like tremble. You wouldn't know. You, your hands would go up in the air because you'd surrender. But your body would do everything that your brain would tell it to do. Your body said, were we doing this right? I don't know. You're no. just, uh, we're scared. I'm, you, you told me we're scared, so I'm trying to do everything you want me to do. So like like acknowledging your body and like its needs as a separate entity is so important and so and then that comes with like the the thoughts that you feed it so i've been listening to do you know who abraham hicks is um yes Yes, i think she's fascinating right she talks about how we're energy and like our thoughts like perception is reality that law of attraction thing and it's just basically like do you ever just feel like you're like, wow, I thought this would happen, and here it is, whether it be like a good thing or a bad thing? Law of attraction. Law of attraction, man. I am a huge believer in that. Oh, what sh- are your thoughts? We, so we we have gotten through this business by just pure manifestation sometimes. I mean, I think businesses will do that. Like you talk about all the chaos that's going on right now, and you have like the mayor come out from Austin after he, you know he helped uh, make the decision to cancel South by and just say, hey, look we got to band together like y'all are going to make it like y'all going to pull together y'all just going to do it and because y'all strong and it's incredible because it was kind of like what we talked about before it's like if you have nothing else to believe but other than just showing up and just saying hey i'm just going to tell myself until i believe it that's what i that's how i can get over the hump yeah and that that's what you have to do you have to believe i am this i am this because if your negative thoughts make you believe that you're not good enough and that you're an imposter then your positive thoughts can say i can i can achieve anything that i believe i can achieve and so like napoleon hill is one of those people that i've read forever that says what the mind can achieve and what it believes you know is is essentially your universe right so whatever that you feel is whether the glass half full glass half empty it's like that analogy and metaphor for life is like yes i have the ability to do all this even though this is going on right now and the manifestation it's hard to tell people what that means because a lot of people are science-based and so a lot of people don't necessarily relate to like spirituality and just like almost like an entity belief because they just want science they want to prove it and so metaphysics energy is well see right? that's the thing well energy is metaphysics exactly right and so quantum physics and, and so it is science and so the idea is saying like don't put the focus on the, the thought put the focus on the energy you got this in 
Hey, Vitamizers, thanks so much for tuning into the How Do You Health podcast. We hope this conversation is beneficial for you and keeping you company in these very weird times as we're all stuck mostly at home. Please stay safe, keep yourself healthy, wash your hands, do all that good stuff. And please remember that we do have our brand new Vitamunity dailies available for purchase. That link is going to be below. And when you bundle them with our Bliss, which helps you increase mood, you'll save 20% on the package and we'll donate 10% of all proceeds to the ATX Hospitality Fund, which is benefiting those in need during this crucial time around the Austin, Texas area. So boost your immunity, boost your mood, help the community, and let's just do our parts to help get over this strange coronavirus time very quickly. Thank you so much, Vitamizers, and keep on listening. Right, because that's really like... The feeling, the, right? The feeling, like the manifestation is saying like, my energy is gonna be directed towards this, and because my energy is directed towards that, I'm going to receive this because of it now. And that's that's really interesting because Baldo helped me learn that for like the first couple years. But then when I got there, I was like, okay, now what? You know, it's not working. He's like, well, did you actually, did you tell your brain what it's like to feel that when it finally does happen? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, okay, well, if you're manifesting, it's going to happen. What are you? What is your body going to feel like when you actually achieve it? Like when you finally get to your goal, like what is the end result? And I was like, well, I'm going to feel amazing. Like I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to be elated. I'm going to feel successful. I'm going to feel like I accomplished this. He was like, well, if you already feel that right now, imagine if you started manifesting that feeling to where you walked around on that frequency all the time, like you already achieved it. It will come. It does. I swear to God, it does. Every time. It's insane. Well, and the more way, the more I practice and the more I meditate and the more, the yeah. more it's not... I'm not meditating to get a thing. I'm not meditating to have this one goal. I'm meditating because I want to feel the way I w- want to feel when I get that goal. Like I'm, me- I'm, I'm trying to get the feeling so that that goal can just kind of happen. Yeah, live like in the, live in the now. It's. I love hearing you guys talk about this because I've had very deep conversations about this subject with both of y'all. Yes, and I and love it's it. And it's, uh, it's cool to 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 hear where you've come from since then. It's. It's just really interesting. Like, I think the two biggest statements that I can say to that, um, that that have made the biggest impact to me since forever is, the first one is like that your mind um, wants to be right more than it wants to be successful. Mm-hmm. That's a very important one because like that goes back to the thoughts, right? So whatever you're believing, in, you're gonna prove yourself right. The brain is way more wired to like proving itself right than it is about like because it doesn't know what success is it could be a million different things to a million different people right so it's like but you're right like this is what you're what you're proving and then the frequency thing right like there's so many different higher levels i mean one of the reasons that i started doing the my uh um my celibacy for this year is because like i really learned like where like lust and like sexual energy is a very low frequency and i don't want to attract more low frequency now it doesn't mean that i will never have sex that's not a thing right because there's it's a very powerful energy i just don't want to be operating at that level throughout my day where like i'm trying to attract higher level things like love or like you know in our case love of other people so that we can help them grow right and i really want to get there and and operate at that level most of the time and it's cool to be able to channel energies because you can have a lot of energy of one sort and of a certain frequency and then like shift it to another level and that's been my practice this year wait so tell me about that what do you mean (laughs) 
What? Wait, so what does that mean? So explain that a little bit. So you can have a lot of energies of one level and shift it to another level. So what like lower frequency energy is like uh, lust is one of the lower ones, and then you have like uh, fear, which guilt, guilt's guilt, like one of the lowest ones. Guilt is one of the lowest ones. Shame, um, shame, anger is and uh, um, yeah, and, and uh, shame is a big one. Um, anyways, there's there's a bunch of ones that are that that are pretty low, and, and they basically correlate to different chakras, right? Like you know, loss losses at the very bottom because that's like your that's that's the bottom area. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but then as you get higher frequencies, there. I mean, most people talk about seven chakras, but the eighth chakra is actually about six inches above you. Oh really? Um, and if you really tune into that, like what? You really, uh, in my experience, you can only really feel that eighth one when you can feel th the other seven at the same time. Sometimes you have to you start with pelvic floor and work your way up. Is that correct? You can. And then or does it have to be, do they have to all be synchronized before you could get there, you think? I don't know that they have to be synchronized. I think that you're, you're, you have to be able to be tuned in or to feel them. Okay, so. I think so. So, I, I don't know so. that you have to. Okay, uh, the reason I say this is because when, remember for my birthday, when we did this in tent. It's funny. So we did this experience, and he set the intent before with breathing. And the whole time while we were going through it, he said, breathe like you're breathing in from your pelvic floor, like you're contracting, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. pulling your energy up your spinal cord to your head. What, what I was getting to is what I, would, <laughs> what I was like just <laughs> – like <laughs> what I was just getting to is that I don't think that you, uh, that you have to do that. Specifically because lately I have been starting my meditations just here, and I'm not even focusing down here, uh, and I can still feel my eighth yeah, chakra. Yeah, but you're different though, and I say this because okay, it's like, you know, like I imagine like I'm looking at you and I have a battery life. Yeah. Right. And right now your battery is green all the way up to probably like your sure. neck and your head. Most people is not they're not at that high. They're probably oh, up that's to a their great analogy. They're probably by up the way. to their belly button. So the batteries and that's where charged. that's where guilt it gets that's yeah guilt and shame get held they right here. They wonder why they're at ten percent yeah. every time. Oh, and that's that feeling you get too. What's right? that gut like feeling? That is gut like feeling, uh, intuition is all there. Uh, Interesting. But sometimes, what's crazy about it is that some I used to tell my tell myself that I'm not an intuitive person. It's like I don't understand that, and that's because I did have a lot of sexual energy and a lot of guilt around around that I used to hold on to that could get confused for intuition. So anytime mm. I would get that like intuition is like that just feels like guilt. Interesting. And so then I I started now to learn how to like differentiate be between both of those and I want to take that energy here up to my heart so that I can I can really understand like which is the good energy that I that's going to give me more focus and and and, yeah. and love and spread it out uh, as opposed to like just thinking like oh I'm not good at intuition. Like I'm not good at like gut feelings. Yeah, but, but see, yeah. what's interesting about it is you're trying to rechannel Correct. your energy. And so there is a synchronicity. There's For a sure. connection, right? Because you're saying, well, if I harbor this energy and it's only coming up to about right here, how do I get it to move to the heart? Yeah. I have to remove the blockages. It's like chi, like Correct. Chinese Correct. meridians. And, the, and that's breathing exercises. And, and I breathing. can teach you all about that as well, too. Is which that is like just opening up that capacity, right? Like, you're, like I don't know. Yeah, that's opening I've been up that channel. That's right, right? So it's just like trying to And it's funny because people have asked me, well, how do you do that? And it's like, I don't have a specific answer other than like, you just have to visualize it happening. And because eventually your body will will it'll do it just because you believe it like another and another one for there me is, is like you have to believe believe it so much that it has no choice but to exist exactly right so it's like the bre the breath work and i so i as a personal trainer use so much breath work because 
I love powerlifting. So what do you have to do when you powerlift? You have to breathe from your pelvic floor all the way up into your throat and then create a brace by pulling yeah. it from your pelvic floor that wraps around all of your organs to protect the areas that are not secured by bones and then begin your lift. And so for me to be able to like do some of my bigger lifts, I have to do breath work. So I've started most of my clients lately with breathing through the diaphragm, yeah. figuring out how to breathe into the earth, throat through the belly, into the diaphragm, into the ribs, into the upper back, into the upper chest, all the way up into the throat and figuring out how to get this. And people half the time are like dizzy after I've yeah, just had sure. them breathe. And I'm like, you probably have not been able to breathe and, and you uh, stretch places you and haven't And by stretched. the way, that's actually a very good, uh, it's a warm up. Technically. Uh, it's, it's a very, it's also a very good warm up to be in it, to be able to have a psychedelic experience without any psychedelics. Oh yeah. Um, so many people have been like, and what's crazy. Yeah. It's really interesting, uh, to do it that way. What's funny about it is that, um, you, you talked about like how rechanneling and doing the breathing exercising to channel that energy to them, like be able to lift. Then you're expending that energy into the lift. Yeah. Right. So imagine if you didn't expend it on the lift and still had this energy and just spread that love, you would be just so powerful. Right. Like oh, I know. I mean, sure. Still do it for a lift and whatnot. Yeah. But imagine if you just did that on your regular day when you're trying to like oh solve I a do. problem before you know? I go to work I've been doing it's insane what a difference like meditating and doing because I when I meditate I've been using like headspace I do the same breath work that I would do to warm up for like some of my lifts and so it does it's it's invigorating it's so exciting because you're just kind of like oh my god I can breathe so deep yeah everything feels so relaxed and then when I go into my sessions or when I go into my day I've been feeling so like at ease and so calm and I'm like this is breath work like it does yeah. it's the energy that I get to carry with me and I sometimes strategically make some of my clients do the breath work because I want to do it again. Because I'm like, I have to talk through it and I get to do it with them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is going to be such a good session because I feel good talking them through their breath. I know they feel good because I know that I feel good. And so then from here, this workout's going to feel amazing. Yeah. Um, so your, uh, your sexual energy is also the source of creative energy, right? And so it's oh, cool. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, it's interesting because like if you just act on like the sexual part and you just go and release that then like you're you're unchallenging that creative energy into something else so that like you could take which this year i've been like creative like well, <laughs> well, well, you know what so I, what i'd be curious so about because then you get into tantric sex and that's a whole different well, level what i'm wondering right now is <laughs> if if you're just firing on alpha waves uh, no i don't think so there's um i mean i can reach there what are alpha waves your predominant so that? so it's brain waves so you have alpha beta you have theta and delta waves and i don't so think i'm quite there yet so like alpha and and theta no actually alpha and delta are kind of like their extreme ends like of the spectrum alpha is kind of at the top and what it is is people's creativity and movement is like kind of in this one here and when you get to the lower where delta is it's regenerative and it's the calming it's when people are asleep like deep sleep Oh. So when you're deep sleeping, you're in delta waves and it's completely healing and regenerative. That's also the most. I need some of that. How do I that's get those? The manifesting <laughs> that's that's yeah. manifestation uh, uh, wavelength right there. So th so when you're manifesting, uh, like all your positive energy in this world, and you're in that trance, like we, we you were just talking about the breath work, yeah. you can get the change of wavelengths to get down. down to where you can actually start saying, now I'm just like hovering in delta. So when you're in those waves your frequency is firing it that way and what goes on is the frequency goes in a polarity charge almost like like electrical current throughout your body so when you have theta waves all your cells are running off of theta waves which means your entire body's cells are basically running off this regenerative pattern 
Yeah. And so whatever you're doing at that moment, whether it be like, imagine you're you're in a meditative state where you're rewiring your brain to basically address a traumatic issue, you can basically almost rewire the way your brain focuses on that issue if you're in delta wave. Yeah. So how do you get, so you'd say that like breath work will take you to your alpha waves, right? Um, well, well how, do we, how do you so, get well, there? Well, this is the interesting thing about it. So alpha waves are created, but they're very fast paced. So you got to imagine like a person who is like high, strong, high, like, hi, my name is Kelly. G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you got to imagine that they're in there. So what alpha waves are very different than someone being an alpha person. They're an alpha yeah, person is different. probably not in alpha waves. most yeah, of the time. Yeah, an alpha okay. wave means you're in pure creativity mode, which means ah. like you're like, OK, I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking like the brain's just firing left side. It's just like I'm going to be creative. I'm going to paint. I'm going to do this. So with him right now, I was wondering if he's rechanneling that energy towards something else. And he's saying I'm pure in creative mode right now. All of his energy is being shunted away from focusing on sex. And if it's in alpha wave mode, whatever we throw into the fire yeah. is basically going to be creative mode. But it's interesting because we did that the last time I did the test with, I don't know if you saw that. When no, I, I didn't see When it. I did the test with, uh, with Rowdy, uh, the, s the second time he was testing me and I stayed in, uh, in theta waves uh, for like five minutes of that session because he, he tested me for 15 minutes. And I came out of, and it was towards the end. And he was like, "Dude, manifest right now." There's, and then so I, I went back, and I just like, whatever. Uh, it was really interesting. So, so this oh, is, I gotta so do this that. is the cool part about it. So when he got to that approach, there's a thing called neuroplasticity, which is essentially the the pattern thought pra the thought patterns you have in your brain for anything, whether how you view politics, how you view history, how you view blue versus white. You know, like it's this is how I view and have judgments and morals and ethics and opinions. This is my experience of this, this world. This is my experience of this world. This is my interpretation of how I see it in the views of Baldo, Kelly, or Jonathan. And so at that point, when he is in the most vulnerable state, that is the most vulnerable state, I believe, is that your your mind is open. If you're in like, my theory is if you're in data wave and you're in that trance, your body is so low in its protection and guarding that you can rewire the brain well to a new thinking pattern. That's that's the theory with quantum ph physics. That that's when you're connected to other dimensions where you can. And then at that point, I'm always talking about like breathing in all possibility and then uh, breathe out your intention. Mm, okay. So when he says yeah. that, it's literally saying, okay, imagine somebody were to say, I believe I'm always too fat. Like I always have a body issue. I, I just anything you tell me, I'm never going to get over the fact that I think my hips are too big. Right? Just thinking that. At that point, in that vulnerable state, you could literally say, nope, anytime you see yourself now, you're thinking, that's my perfect size. So Hints, just believe like, it. It's like hypnosis. Bingo. Sure, yeah. Y yeah, that's, that's exactly what That's technically what where hypnosis is. That's yeah. yeah, that's what it is. So I, I Except that you can get someone into hypnosis without getting them into an alpha wave or into a... Th and into that's a what I would ask, too, like... A if that was the case because see what we're adding for a whole nother dimension of it is the, the brain waves are very fascinating because you can get someone into a trance but it's like what do you do with them when they're there it's like the same thing like I meditate yeah. what am I doing now that I meditate what's right. my intent yeah right so so like we're gonna have a retreat in October uh, under Slenderella and so anyone who's listening please pay attention but uh, in October of 2020 we're gonna have a retreat it's a three-day event actually four nights and every morning when you wake up, there's an intent, and it's breath work, it's yoga. It's funny because oh, I was so discussing about it. <laughs> it was like, he was like, well, yoga's not really physical all the time. It's more like breath works yoga. 
and yeah. meditation's yoga. And I'm like, well, whatever you see it as, <laughs> I want people waking up in the morning to basically set the groundwork for their nervous system to be in parasympathetic mode all day. Because yeah. imagine if you ran in para parasympathetic mode all day, uh. how much better your life would be. Now imagine if you ran in alpha waves and delta waves throughout the day, how creative and how relaxed and regenerative your body would be. Now throw that in the idea that you detox, you replenish with vitamins, and you get the food and the hydration and the sleep that you need. Mm. Now you're talking God, about God. Let me go now. You're that's opt optimization. Your optimization. Yeah. So that's what life is, and when it comes to prolonging quality of life, in my opinion, and to get to that hierarchy, like he's talking to recharge the battery, you have to do certain stacks to kind of get you to the next level. All right. And now I need this to get me here. Now I need this to get me here. And once you get to this level, this is the amazing thing about level of consciousness. It is a scale of about zero to a hundred, uh, zero to a thousand, and what he was talking about with shame, guilt, all the lust, and all that—it's around two hundred. Mm -hmm. Okay, most people hover two hundred or below, and especially the world right now—they're at two hundred or oh below. Oh God, okay? coronavirus now, is killing us. Now, that frequency is all they know. So feed off the other energy around you; they can't get out of the cycle. Yeah. Now, to put it in perspective, on the opposite end, like a thousand is saved for someone like Jesus. Okay. Okay. Jesus was operating at like a thousand. Because when you're operating between about 800 to 1,000, your sole purpose on this earth and existence is the betterment of mankind. Like your job is to help mankind and humans. So Jesus, Gandhi, Siddhartha, you know, all of them are up there. Now, what I was reading was fascinating because you have people like Albert Einstein and Edison who were hanging around around 500. Okay. They couldn't get to seven or 800. Baldo, when I asked him, I think it was maybe earlier, I was like, where do you think your number's at for your level of consciousness, you would say? Well, I don't know the where number. We're, this is where we're learning like, and teaching each other I just don't know the I just don't know the numbers yet to correlate But them. if you were to guess, let's say, let's say, let's say, and I'll have to look at it too, but let's say bliss is around 600 to 700. Yeah, it would be about 600. Okay. I'm pretty Because my brain was saying 600, 700 for you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because when I came in today, I'll be honest, like I came in emotional and it's like, and it was so weird because when I'm around you guys, like when I come in and I'm emotional, like it's not, I'm not sad, like emotional because like I feel love. Like it's like, and it, that's why I love this place so much is that like you guys managed to take my 200 and like shoot me up when I'm around you guys because it is, it's, this is an infectious energy in this place. Yeah. And the and the love that you guys is infectious and it's weird because you don't get this feeling from a lot of people and a hundred percent like when I talk to Baldo, like there is this like it's like a warm blanket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm just kinda like, ah oh, man, like it just feels good, right? It just feels genuine, it feels real, it feels non judgmental and that's hard to get from a person. And I think that's what sets you guys very much apart from like a lot of people and why y'all are so infectious to me and to other people who come in here is that it's real. The Thank intention you. is real. And you can see through it, and there is an energy that is—it's addictive, right? Thank it's addictive, you. and it's connecting, and it's—I have 600, 700 for sure. For sure, is like what my brain said. That's where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would. Think I'm so, guessing. But I'm guessing. So I've done a lot of work for it. So, <laughs> but, here's the, but that's the point of it. It's, it's he has done a lot of work. Now, yeah. do I consider myself 600? There's times in my life I've probably been running at six to 700. I think you go up and down. But yeah, you for kinda, sure. But it's as an average, right? Like you sure. kind of want to stay up here. Well, that's how you recognize, like, oh, I'm feeling low. Right, and yeah. and, then and I think you get better at recognizing, like, so you don't go too low, or you know, or so whatever. to see him yeah. the way he is now. He was not like this four years ago. Right? Can you make that? Probably not. I yeah, not there. You weren't even close to it. 
No, I mean, no. Your journey was like <laughs> five years ago almost. Yeah. And I'll never forget because we were at my house, and I think that's kind of how, like, he came in and was like, I just don't feel, like, as good as I should feel. Yeah. I know how that that's feels. What, that's what he said. <laughs> he basically, he said, that's all he said. He's making a lot of money. He's traveling the world. He was like, I don't feel as good as I should feel, though. That's yeah. all he said. So you could tell there was this dissatisfaction aspect in his life that he's, like, dissatisfied with the with where he's at. And he said, all right, I'm going to change that. How do I know? I'm going to work on myself. And so since then, he's every single day, he puts more effort into himself than anything else in this world. And it's crazy because he does, we started a business together four years ago, and it's evolved into three years ago, really turned into a business. And since then, he doesn't go and get up every day saying, I'm going to work on my job and my profession and my career. He says, I'm going to wake up, work on me, and anything that I put my energy towards is automatically going to be the best because I myself am striving to be the best I can be, and then all my byproduct and my runoff will be basically yeah. be better because yeah, of yeah. And I've said for for a while now that that for me meditation is like my my time to uh, to to, cal- uh, to calibrate my energy to to the day's energy, right? Because like you just never know what's going to happen throughout the day, and if I the days that I last year my goal was to meditate at least twenty minutes. This year it has been celibacy, but um, I've continued the meditations, but it's like, uh, like I've always noticed that if I, w- the days that I didn't meditate, it was easy for me to get off track, because yeah. then I wouldn't recognize when I was getting off balance. But then, you know, now my meditations has turned into like, yeah, I'm gonna calibrate, but then I also this is my intention of what I want to create now, uh, and and that's which is a completely different thing. And then like my goal is to to levitate now. For anybody who doesn't know Baldo. Um, he comes off as the most selfless person in the entire world. He doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't, like, you very rarely do. I mean, you may be just going to be like, yeah, no, I meditate. I can fast. But you're, like, so soft-spoken about the things you do for yourself. Well, and so it's like, but that's what I'm saying is, like, that is that is taking care of yourself. It's not boastful. It's not egotistical. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like you do it for you, and that's literally all. You don't yeah. need to tell people. Well, it's because yeah. I already did and it for me. And I feel like people have to I already people took feel my like time. they have to <laughs> brag yeah. about it and tell people, like, oh, yeah, I meditated, and oh, I do this, and I do this. And it's like, well, you're not doing it for, for yourself if you feel like you need to go tell the world about it either, you yeah, know? Yeah, but what's interesting about it is it's more of like I think people are trying Shows. to share. They're trying to share the message because sure. – because, like I told you before, we've met a lot of wonderful people in the past couple of years doing what we're doing, and we'd only meet those people because of the work we're doing now, not only for ourselves, but to help other people become better people. Sure. And so there's a lot – this is my take on it. I think the meaning of life is we share experiences with one another in order to withstand everyday life stressors yeah. to get through this thing called existence, right? And then – Whatever your shape and form is in your next lifetime, you'll take that knowledge and you'll pass it up, pay it forward to someone else or something else in order for them to continue existence. And then the circle continues, right? And so everything that we've ever learned in business, we've either learned from someone else, read a book, was passed along, we acquired it and developed our own take into it. So the same thing goes when it applies to your health. Everything we've learned in research has been heavily like, scrutinized to get to the point to say like, okay, if this was a loved one, how would I address the situation? Okay, boom. All right, that's how I would do it because I am a loved one. I love me. I love myself, and it's taken me years to get to that point, and there's nothing more precious than myself. Sure. Right? And so working on that every day is something of more of a, a hobby 
and so when you get really good at it you tend to actually see the benefits and so working yeah. out you work out every day you start getting muscles and start losing weight sure if you were to say i meditate every day and i think positive thoughts after you know month 60 you know imagine after a few years what does your life look like then yeah right? does it look like the idea that you're probably in a better spot financially maybe personal relationships maybe your health will probably be better but if you take care of like yourself as a whole your whole situation is better because you're a product of your environment but the way you adapt to it in your environment is what you do to take care of yourself and so getting IVs drinks floating uh, meditation there's just so many yeah. ways to take care of yourself and I think the thing is we should be sharing these ideas together yeah. and and I thought where I kind of guess where I was kind of going with that was like it's like to sit here and have a conversation like this like just makes me feel good yeah. right like this is this is where feel good lies it's like in conversation with people who so want to take care of themselves so glad we bribed you into this yeah, yeah you know this worked really <laughs> well I was like leave. I got some IVs <laughs> you were about drinks. to leave I was like listen I'm still too anxious I gotta go meditate somewhere yeah but I mean like but I am such a social human. I think the, the one thing, too, with this current ordeal that's happening, and, like, I'm reading this board that says millennials are the only the loneliest generation in history, and 42% of millennial women fear loneliness over breast cancer diagnosis. I think that's true. I think my biggest fear with this coronavirus is quarantine, and not in the sense that I have to be alone. It's that I can't share beautiful experiences that make my life feel worth living. You know, and so that's why, like, I came here today and I wanted to be very preventative and, like, take care of myself. And, you know, I was like, I need help. I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. What are the things I need to do? What are the steps? What am I missing? Yep. And I think that you guys are doing a fantastic job at helping people assess, like, feed your body with the things you need. Like, give your body, give your brain the things it needs. Like, give your, you know, it's, we're, we're not thinking exercise. Like, my job is exercise. Yeah. That's a stressor. Notice we didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, and I we loved it. We didn't talk Thank about you. exercise at all when it came to your health. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Because you know we, I'll do it. We didn't really <laughs> talk about food that much. Yeah. No. Right? Mm -mm. And it's funny because I asked you earlier, I said, What's, what does health look like to you? And the first thing you said was food. Yeah. And then after that, it was a couple of things. On the bottom of the list, Yeah. I think it was like almost your mental. Yeah. And it was. And I think at one point, one of them, you didn't even bring up. Yeah. Like, I had to bring it up for you. You did? Which is incredible because that's every single person every day in this world puts the focus on something else rather than what really is the issue. Yeah. yeah, like, tell me, are you depressed? Yes, I am depressed. Okay, let's not label that because labeling it makes the stigma with it. Yes. Right? This negative connotation. Let's say... Well, it goes back to people always want a diagnosis. Right. right? It's like, like nothing's, nothing is broken. With, you're not yeah. broken. Right, people who are depressed aren't broken. They just function at different frequencies. Yeah, that's so all it is. So the idea is when they have a low it. frequency, yeah. we got to shift it higher. We have to upregulate. Yeah, the bodies are always used to downregulating or upregulating based off of stressors. Most likely, we downregulate yeah. our whole body and our whole health system. We have to upregulate all the time, right? And the way that we do that is we download the information from what our bodies are telling us that made us downregulate to begin with. Why did I feel like this? Oh, it's because. I broke it with this person, or this person yelled yeah. at me, or this person did that. Well, how did that make you feel? It pissed me off, and it made me upset, and made me feel insecure, and made me feel like a fraud. Cool. Okay, cool. Channel that. Cool. Energy. Channel that into something else that's more productive. You're at least what are you aware of it, right? At least you're. You aware had of to it. be aware. Like step but one is know what happened. To get to that point, it takes a lot have, of work. You you have to do the work. I don't want to talk about it. I want to tune it out. I'm going to drown it. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to basically disassociate with that idea. And it just hi it's hiding. And it it's stays there. right there. And it just stays <laughs> right there. And so that's what I'm yeah. saying is to get out of that circle, you have to 
raise your level of frequency. And by doing so, you s your conversations change, the people you hang out with change. And it's, it's the most fascinating thing because when you look up eventually, after that's all said and done, you hopefully got a lot out of life and you made a mark that was positive on this world. And that's I think that's all we're trying to do is we're trying to enjoy life because that's, you know, this is life. This is what we're doing. We're trying to help others. We're trying to wash our hands and so we can hug one another. And we're trying to feed each other good, healthy food so our loved ones stay healthy forever. And genuinely, I believe in good people. I believe that people are still good wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And I think that deep down, regardless of whether your color different or uh, poli your political party is different, I mean you're still another human who could be affected by the same virus. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like <laughs> we're in the same boat, right? Yeah. When it all hits the fan, we're all going to have to wind up on the same farm. What's interesting <laughs> is you would think uh, this is kind of like an off-top, well, it's not off-topic, but it's like you would think that a virus is also energy, uh, vibrates at a certain frequency. Mm -hmm. You're probably more successful, if, I mean, more susceptible if you're vibrating at that same frequency. Yeah, and right? everybody's right now there so we're so trying to viral try to infections like 200 i think that's that's just how energy w works though like but yeah i would i would think that it's a very okay. low frequency not to continue on the subject whatnot where's heat on that frequency do you think heat's like a higher frequency like just uh like just like heat like yeah warmth you yeah mean? it has to be right is a lower frequency higher frequency oh i would have to be a i mean it gives you life i mean so then you know it's funny they say that heat kills this virus yeah. Heat? Yeah. Interesting. Like what kind of heat? Just heat. Heat. Like being outside. Energy, heat. Like, like sauna. sauna. I was like, I've been doing the sauna, y'all. Proud yeah. of myself. Yeah. It's real uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really <laughs> interesting. In my meditation this morning because there was, I woke up and I usually don't look at my phone until like later, but I did this morning. Um, was like, what's the opportunity here? <laughs> <laughs> and that it was like I want to be open like to receive and I was just thinking about like oh I'm gonna like that's the opportunity and that's that's the that's the feeling that I focused on I had I had I don't have an answer to that yet but that was my meditation <laughs> this morning it's like I want to feel like oh that's the opportunity right now you know, and yeah hopefully it'll happen at some point today no so <laughs> but that's kind of cool so when you asked about like what there is to talk about there's a lot to talk about. We have a lot. It's well, a conversation. so much to talk yeah. about, huh? So, all right. But to circle back, you're Kelly G. I'm Kelly G. How you can find me at, at Kelly G Fit on Instagram. Awesome. And then... She's got very sexy pictures in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, if you just want to... If you want to look at some, like... There's some there's some personal training tips and positive <laughs> positive there's lots information and then there's some stuff of me without clothes on. Look, so <laughs> you have enough to if you're at home today working from home. You can go through all be. frequencies on that. Instagram yeah, you can go. You can check out her profile. <laughs> you have lots of frequencies. <laughs> awesome. Thanks right. for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs>